Coming up, India is opening their own version of Disneyland. Disney announces plans for the upcoming Star Wars films. We're also going to be taking your voicemails and emails this week. And we have part two of our Diz Team Goes West segment this week. We are covering California Adventure. And finally, we have uh, an Adventures by Disney backstage magic trip coming up in June that most of you know about. What you don't know is that Craig Williams is going to be joining us, and he's just finding out about it right now. (laughs) Coming up next. Hit it. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 599 for the week of April 23rd, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, specializing in helping you plan the perfect Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. You lift out adventures by Disney. Hmm? In your opening about what Dreams Unlimited Travel can do. Oh. Well, well, let's stop the broadcast and go back to the beginning. Let's go retape it. Back to one. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my great friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Sean Thompson, Kathy Whirling, and of course, as always, our producer, Dustin West, and associate producer, Craig Williams, back in the production nook. Uh, a few things to go over uh, in housekeeping. First and foremost, just want to let everybody know uh, we were having some technical issues earlier today with one of our computers. Um, we don't think it's going to be an issue during the broadcast. It may be. If it is, we'll be black for about 10, five, 10 minutes. Uh, so just don't go anywhere. We will be back. We have a backup set to kick in if we need it, but hopefully we won't. But just wanted to let everybody know. The other thing is a few weeks ago, we did an interview with... Uh, the casting director for the USA Network's uh, show, The Moment, about uh, becoming a Disney, or a chance to become a Disney Imagineer on that uh, reality show. And uh, they got an amazing response from that, and I'm really, really happy about it. So were they. So much so that they've asked us to let people know that they, have, uh, they are doing another similar uh, show. This time they are looking for dolphin trainers. They're yeah, going that's to- right. Somebody who would want to work as a dolphin trainer. Uh, this is going to be, uh, th- th- this show is basically people who had a dream of working in a certain field and then something happened in their life that sidetracked them from it. And this show is about giving them a chance to get back into doing that. And uh, you get a chance to work for, I think it's like 10 days or two weeks with an expert in the field. And then at the end of, at the end of it, you get an interview with with a chance to actually get a job in that field. So uh, dolphin trainers are what they're looking for. If you've that's something that interests you, castingthemoment at gmail.com is the uh, email address where you send your information, and they will contact you and see if you might be a good fit for the show. Castingthemoment at gmail.com. The moment <laughs> appears weekly on the USA Network. And... They're not a sponsor or anything of the show. I just, you know, they just approached us about the whole Imagineering thing, and we yeah. thought that was really cool. And they, like I said, they got a great response, which I'm really happy. I really hope a Dizzer gets that. Yeah. 
Imagineering gig. That would be, that cool. Would be so cool. But, uh, <clears throat> Sean, you also have something you want to talk about. Yeah, I just want to point out real quick that we're in the process of moving our podcast feeds over. So basically just the XML files that um, organize the shows. Um, so if you subscribe and listen on iTunes, it's not going to be a change. It should be fairly seamless. Um, but if you do listen through the RSS feeds, whether you bookmark it or use some other kind of device to read the, the XML file, you'll have to resubscribe. And the info is all up on the boards. And I'll also put it up in the show notes. Um, hopefully, there won't be any issues. We try to make it fairly easy so that there's not going to be any hiccups. Um, but if there are, there's a thread where you can comment, and we'll take a look and try to fix it. So that's happening in the next couple of days. So just be patient. Right. And if you see any glitches or any issues, uh, you know, ho- use, hopefully, there won't be any. But yeah. You know, the best laid plans. So, all right. Thank you for that, Sean. Sure. Uh, also want to remind everybody again, uh, we have a live show coming from Disney's Olani Resort in Honolulu, May 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Not going to want to miss that. Uh, that's going to kick off our next West Coast tour. We're doing Olani in Hawaii. We're doing the uh, Alaska cruise on the Wonder. And we're also doing the Backstage Magic. Now all is a complete team. Uh in California, and uh, I want to tell everybody that uh, that we're also going to be kicking off our next seven and seven segment series of segments uh, with that live show in Alani, right. and we'll be putting up uh, blogs, photos, videos, reviews each day for seven days, starting the twenty first of of May, uh, and we want to encourage everybody. Uh, our live our live broadcasts go out through a service called Livestream.com. Uh, anybody in the chat room right now is basically watching through Livestream, and uh, we want to encourage everybody to subscribe to our Livestream channel. We'll have a link to that in the show notes page because we've decided that randomly and without much notice, we're going to just start doing live broadcasts from different places. So you know. Maybe Craig will be in the parks one day and decide to do a walking tour of Epcot. And he'll send out a notice an hour ahead of time saying, I'm going to be doing this. And if you want to watch it live, you can. And if you want to watch it at all, you're going to have to subscribe to live stream because that's the only place we're going to put it. We're not going to put it on the YouTube channel. And uh, we're going to do that in Hawaii, Alaska, and California as well. And uh, we may even set up a little live, uh, live thing at the meet in New Jersey this weekend. This Saturday, we're recording our show in Bridgewater, New Jersey, and that will be going up next week on next week's show. And uh, we also, next week, are going to be doing our Bob Memorial Show. Bob Varley's, the fifth anniversary of his passing, is the 28th, I believe, or 26th. The 28th. 28th. And it's been five years. And so we're going to have, uh, we're going to be doing a show next week um, talking about Bob. And I really would encourage everybody to watch that uh, if, you were, if you were a listener to the show uh, if you were around if you had the pleasure of meeting Bob when he was alive then uh, you know I'm, I'm sure you'll I don't want to say enjoy but I'm sure you'll get something out of listening to that show if you're one of the people who came, came to the show after Bob passed encourage you to listen get to know him uh, we don't want to forget him we named the studio after him and uh He's never far from our thoughts, especially now that we're doing this video show. I cannot walk into this studio. I cannot walk into this studio and sit down and do this without thinking about him because this was his dream that we would do something like this. So 
while he may not be here in body, he is always here in spirit, and we're going to be just memorializing him and remembering him next week uh, on our show. And with that, I think we have one other thing. We have to give away a prize. Okay. We have a winner from uh, the Where in the World contest that we did a few weeks ago. And Nicolette... Oh, God. Paragallo and Jeff Venner. We're giving it to two people because they were the only two who got it right. <laughs> we really need to pick easier. Well, I, I, said, I said that to these guys. I said, yeah, I think we may, may need to go a little bit easier uh, on the where in the world photos. Uh, but uh, Nicole and Jeff, congratulations. Or Nicolette, excuse me. And Jeff, congratulations. You will each be getting what? What do we say that we're getting? The $50 gift $50 card. $50 Disney gift card will be coming out to you. Thanks very much for playing along. Every so often, we're going to do that yeah. with the closing of the show. So that is it for me in housekeeping. Anyone else have anything they need to? I do. No. We have gotten amazing response for people who would be interested in our backstage magic trip next year or maybe going to Ireland or northern Italy. If you're interested, please let me know. Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. We are all, so far, all it is is an interest list, but there's a great deal of interest. I have a feeling once the backstage magic trips are ready to go, the last year, last time we did this was for the trips this year, and December sold out. I th- think it was within a couple of days. Within a couple of days, mm-hmm. December sold out, yeah. It's one of those things that it's going to happen quickly if you want to go. So put your name on the interest list, and you'll get an email when I have the information. Awesome. Anything else? Um, I actually just want to mention yesterday, Craig and I went to um, the 15th anniversary oh, of that's Animal right. Kingdom. That's and right. so we have a video up of that. There was some live blogging, so we took some photos. Um, in case you missed it somehow yesterday, we put it on everything, Facebook and Twitter. Um, but we'll link to that so you can watch it. Well, not only live blogging, but the video was live. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were yep. broadcasting live from, from the event. And uh, those guys did an awesome job. Craig and Sean both yeah, did an really awesome, cool. awesome job with that. We were there super early, so we ran up to the front of that room. They were. They had a great spot. Yeah. Where was the Where in the World picture taken? Downtown Disney, in, in the World of Disney store. Can you be more specific? In the Inside jewelry, the jewelry in section. The, yeah. Jewelry section. The Chatterati are curious. The ones who got. Yeah, I guess we should have. I guess we should have told them. Yes. That. As, Sorry. It was. It was there's a there's a clock inside the alligator's mouth by in the watch section and there's one on the wall. It was the one on the wall that's identical to it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna make them easier. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, all right. With that, we're gonna turn it over to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story: Disney announces Star Wars release dates and touts upcoming slate of new movies. Woohoo! Disney excited theater owners with two words, Star Wars. The studio, which acquired Lucasfilm and the Star Wars franchise for $4.05 billion, announced that it will, release, it will release three films in the franchise in 2015, 2017, and 2019. Disney head Alan Horn noted to an audience of exhibitors at Las Vegas' CinemaCon that the films would be summer releases. He also noted that Disney and Lucasfilms are currently working on other films related to Star Wars characters, but but did not say when they would hit theaters. Quote, we expect to have movies derived from that universe, Horn said. Horn, in his three-hour presentation... (laughs) 
<laughs> Snooze. <laughs> also highlighted the upcoming release of The Lone Ranger and introduced Johnny Depp and a 20-minute preview of the film. He also talked up the upcoming Marvel releases of Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, and Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which will be released in 2014. Awesome. Warner dressed in an increasing that increasing cost of production and the limited number of films that can be made and that um, totally messed that up. Anyway. Um, Lone Ranger's going to cost $215 million. Yeah, Lone Ranger's going to cost $215 million. To ride around on a horse? What the hell are they going to do? <laughs> it's all the makeup for Donnie Depp. Yeah. It's that. Yes, they have to pay that bird on his head. <laughs> that thing is getting a per diem. He had a three-hour PowerPoint presentation, didn't he? did. <laughs> the studio also previewed the entire release of Pixar's upcoming sequel to Monsters, Inc. called Monster University. Planes, a spinoff of Cars. Huh? Which was going direct to DVD, but it's now related for a theatrical oh, release. Oh, no. What's going on? Starring Dan Cook, by the way, too. Yeah. Well, you, 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 notice, you notice it seems like they are Pixar is running out of original story well, ideas. Well, this is no longer Pixar. It was originally Pixar, yeah. but they got rid of the Pixar name. Now it's just Disney. This is the like Lady in the Tramp, Go to the Pound. That one was... <laughs> well, you know, the, 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 sweetener I, the sweetener I buy is generic, but it's made by Equal. Okay, so... I'm just glad that they took the Pixar name off of it because it's going to be awful. Yeah, because I thought it looked pretty cute. Uh, I mean, let me guess: the windshields are eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. It, it's it's uh, you know the re- look the reason Pixar became the juggernaut that they did was because of original storytelling. Yeah. So why they're going in this route where everything's a sequel, a spinoff? Well, not everything. They still have like three original slated movies. However, since Disney now controls so much of that, there is a lot of this. Yeah. Not as good quality. Horn also highlighted the animation studio's future projects, which include The Good Dinosaur. Uh, as May opposed t- to The Bad Dinosaur. Really. May 2014, Finding Dory, the sequel to Finding Nemo, released November 2015, and Inside Out, released summer of 2016. So those will go the way of Newt. You know, it's like they're just going to keep pumping out the sequels. There, you know, I always thought there was a certain standard with Pixar. We expect one every year now. There was, and then and, Disney took over. And right. now now it's become... Oh, see, we're, we're live. I can't say what I want to yeah. say. Um, Whisper to me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Act it out and dance. I'm all excited about the Jar Jar, Ding, Jar, Jar Binks follow-up to yeah. the Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. Find, finding Binks. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be my Binks. favorite. <laughs> Um, I mean, the Star Wars movies are are big, huge announcements. Are we worried that they're going to try to pump these suckers out every two years uh-huh. and then yeah. they're going to suck? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, look. Kind of like the last one you couldn't sit through. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'll probably get hate mail, but the last three stunk. Not going to get hate mail from me. See, and, I like you know, the very last one. I like the one where he turned into Darth Vader. Okay, that oh, spoiler was, of, alert. Of, of the th- <laughs> sorry, oh, of, the, of the three, of the three, that one was the best. Like but that. they were just nowhere close to the original three. Nowhere close. Now, I think that presents Disney an opportunity to Here. do something. I mean, learn from those mistakes. And, and, and do something. I, I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that these movies are going to suck just because Disney bought Lucasfilms. Aren't they going to bring back Carrie Fisher, Mark Swanson? 
Mark Hamill. Hamill. <laughs> um, and Harrison Ford. And Harrison that was the, That's the rumor, but I don't know that anything's been confirmed. They knocked Harrison Ford down in that last Raiders of the Lost Ark movie, and everybody in the theater saw, oh, don't knock down Harrison. Well, it's going to be called, old. It's going to be called Retirement Wars, <laughs> and they're all going to be in a nursing home. Here's the deal. I don't care. It's going to be called the public option. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't care. Okay, that was judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't care who's. Uh, you know who is in the storyline. What characters are in there? All I know is the more George Lucas has his hands on these films, it, it's. It's actually like the line in the movie, the tighter your grip, the more star, system, star, star systems that will squeeze through your fingers. It's exactly like that. He's With those last three movies, he controlled too much, and they, were, they turned out to be not so great, as we know. Yeah. And so as long as he has limited control on that, I think Disney and the, and the slated directors and writers that they're talking about, we're going to have good films, even I if mean, they look, are. You're talking J.J. Abrams now. Yeah. And honestly... Unless he hits his head or something happens, um, I, I I think that J.J. Abrams and Star Wars. I mean, look what he did for Star Trek. He did. He revived Star Trek completely, right? Completely re envisioned the whole thing and did it brilliantly. And you know, I, I think he can. I think he can do the same thing with Star Wars. Yep. I, I, like I said, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion these movies are going to suck just because Disney bought Lucasfilms. But uh, I hope that. It doesn't become, you know, finding Luke Skywalker. Right. Um, my, my big fear is that they're going to try to chug these out every two years. And I understand that improvements in the technology allows them to do the CGI much, much faster. <laughs> and there's a lot they can do that's you know, makes the production time much quicker. But it feels like they're going to rush these out to the public. And I, we don't want to see that. You want to see them take them time and take the time right. to, let them be what they can. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. See in two years. All right, our next get in line now. <laughs> Some dorks already are. Um, our next news story: Cyril makes a splash on New York Stock Exchange. Really, that that, that had to be the lead. <laughs> that had to be the lead in. SeaWorld makes a splash. <laughs> My blood sugar just went up. SeaWorld Entertainment Inc. made a splash last Friday in the first day oh, of trading on the New York Stock Exchange. Shares in the newly public company jumped $6.52, or 24%, to close at $33.52 after the company and its backers raised an initial $702 million. Good. The initial public offering of 26 million shares was priced at $27 per share, which was at the high end of the expected range. The IPO size also increased from 20, 20 million shares that SeaWorld and its owners, Blackstone Group, had hoped to sell. To mark its first day of trading, penguins from SeaWorld were escorted by their handlers on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, while SeaWorld Entertainment CEO Joe Atchison rang the opening bell to start the day's trading. At the SeaWorlds, and the, the um, penguins pooped all over the stock exchange floor. In an interesting surprise, one of SeaWorld's biggest opponents, PETA, people for the ethical treatment of animals, stepped up and bought enough shares to give them, quote, the right to attend and speak at annual meetings and to submit shareholder resolutions asking for policy changes. Michael Kretzer of PETA says their, quote, first order of business as part of part owners of SeaWorld will be getting the orcas out, including Corky, who has been enslaved by SeaWorld for 44 years. 
They also plan to, quote, educate stockholders about how marine parks tear orcas and dolphins away from their homes and families and imprison them in minuscule concrete tanks where they suffer from captivity-induced stress and illness. Do you think SeaWorld's going, dope? (laughs) I never thought of that. I... uh, Hold on. Uh, Look, I, I, I don't have a problem with PETA, generally speaking. I think having a watchdog group to make sure animals are treated humanely and properly in all sorts of situations is is important. Um, I don't necessarily agree with PETA on some of the things they're talking about with with SeaWorld. I think it's a stroke of brilliance that they bought enough shares in the company to have a seat at the table. I think that is, you know what, that's putting your money where your mouth is. Right. Rather than, you know... Throwing rocks at the moon. Um, I was going to say throwing rocks at people because I don't want to go into that. Yeah, don't. Uh, You know, I I think that's that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. But I think they're going to be at those board meetings, at those shareholder meetings, they're going to be like the crazy uncle at Thanksgiving. Okay. No, it's going to be more like my lunatic neighbor at the homeowners association meetings. Exactly. (laughs) You know, everybody's going to kind of roll their eyes. And, you know, unless they're going to buy a majority stake in SeaWorld, I, I don't think they're going to get their agenda pushed through. Right. If they're what they're going to do is they're going to make those share. I mean, I want to buy shares now just so I can go to the shareholders meeting with popcorn and watch because <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. Well, I think is funny is apparently there's an, a certain number you can buy to get a voice. We should do that for Disney. We should all chip in and get a voice at Disney and be able to stand up and talk. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I guess. I didn't know that was possible. Can you? I mean, I can just imagine being at that shareholder meeting, and and someone says, "Let's get rid of the whales." <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> oh yeah, great, exactly. You know, you're hundred like quirky go. <laughs> what you know? Look, I, I'm uh, about the IPO itself. I'm I'm really happy to see SeaWorld raise money, and I love SeaWorld. I've talked about that many times. I think it's one of the most beautiful theme parks and really well managed very well maintained uh, in spite of some of the negative press they've gotten I think they take incredible care of the animals that they have there I think uh, in large part because the people they have working with the animals are genuine and are, are really love what they do and love the animals and care for them like that care for them like they're their own not to joke, but they've kept Corky alive for 44 years. Right, exactly. And I'm not being facetious. It's, you right. know, you've kept a whale alive for 44 years. The, um, my, my concern is now that it's going public, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm afraid that the stresses and requirements a company has when it's a publicly held company, that it does have to answer to shareholders, everything becomes about profit and loss. There are things that SeaWorld does that may not be the smartest financial business decision, but it's the right business decision for the business that they're in. And I'm afraid that some of those things, like the level of animal care. Or, or the rescue operations. The rescue which operations, which cost, you're right. It, it, they, and, and I'll tell you, they, they do a lot of rescue down here. And we see it here. 
because mm-hmm. it's news here. Right. It's Orlando news. I'm pretty sure that this doesn't go past the Florida borders. That, you know, a manatee or dolphins or a beluga whale has been rescued by Well, I'm sea sure world. they do the same thing in San Diego and San Antonio and in terms of what they do locally. And, and, right, but the news doesn't really... I think that's local news. Right, right? it's New local York news City story. News isn't right. getting this. Right. So, you know, that's my fear is that the pressures of it becoming a public... You know, the SeaWorld itself becoming a public uh, company was one thing when it was part of Anheuser-Busch and it was all kind of rolled into that. But now SeaWorld on its own becoming a public company, I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm concerned about is that, you know, that pressure. And, we've, and we see it. We see it all the time with Disney. Publicly traded company, they answer their shareholders, which they should. And sometimes the decisions are made based solely and strictly on bottom line and not about what the right thing to do is. So it's that's my only concern is I hope we don't see that because that was my concern when uh, Anheuser-Busch got bought out and SeaWorld got spun off into its own business unit and the Blackstone Group came in. I was very afraid that that, that level of care and, and quality that's in those parks was going to go away, and it didn't. They kept it. And so I'm hoping it survives this challenge as well. That's, you know, I don't, I, somehow I don't think that's what Pete is going to be standing up talking about. But, right. you know, that's my fear. Well, we'll see what happens. All right, our final news story. India's Disneyland-inspired theme park set to open. India's most elaborate theme park opened last week with special effect Hindu gods and Bollywood-themed rides aiming to tap a thirst for family entertainment among the country's rising I think we should class. go cover that. I agree. Have you ever watched Amazing Race? No. no. I'm never going to India. The trains are so crowded. Can you picture Disney World? <laughs> Ad Labs and Magica, which cost about $294 million to create, opened its doors to the public last Thursday between the western cities of Mumbai and Pune, with capacity for ten to 15,000 visitors a day. That's a small park. In the style of Disney or Universal Studios Park, the new tourist site hopes to fill a gap in the Indian leisure market and come with comes with twists to appeal to the domestic audience. Attractions include a Wrath of the Gods show, in which Hindu deities furious with humans cause the ultimate destruction amid temple ruins. That sounds fun. <laughs> the Curse of Salmanga involves a haunted fortress named after the old Delhi structure. <coughs> While a, quote, Mr. India motion simulation ride <coughs> is based in a 1987 Hindu superhero film of the same name. Oh, oh, oh I so have to go. I want to go. It's based on a Delhi? A Delhi. Delhi. A fortress named Delhi. after old Delhi structure, not like pastrami like and ham. Like Carnegie Delhi. Not yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden bagels. I was excited. <laughs> It was our vision to create an entertainment theme park of international standards in India, said a person. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to say Mano Mahan Shetty. Right. I don't want to try to pronounce his name. Manmohan. Manmohan Shetty. A water park, hotel, and shopping area will also be launched at the 121 hectare site in phases. While this person plans to open another venture in the southern Shetty. Indian city of Hyderabad. That's one of those names where you make sure you pronounce the E. Shaddy. Shaddy. 
Tickets are expensive by Indian standards at 1,200 rupees or $22 for children and $1,528 for adults on weekends. But Shetty is confident of meeting a target of 3 million visitors a year. The new park fits the trend across Asia, which has become a new frontier for large-scale outdoor entertainment in recent years thanks to growing affluence and cheaper airfare. Disney is constructing a $5 billion theme park resort in Shanghai, while Asia's first Legoland opened to packed crowds in Malaysia last year. Such attractions on the continent draw more than 100 million visitors and up to $3 billion in revenue, said Chris Yoshi, Hong Kong-based director in Asian Leisure and Cultural Services at Consultancy, A-E-C-O-M. India, however, is yet to attract major global theme park operations to its shores, in part because of concerns over infrastructure and spending power. On a recent visit to Mumbai, head of the Walt Disney International Company, Andy Bird, was reported as saying they had no plans to open a park in that country, instead focusing on their Shanghai resort. Well, let's, let's do the math. They spent, Universal spent more money advertising the Wizarding World of Harry Potter than this company has spent on a theme park. They're spending $296 million on a theme park, Disney spending $5 billion. Which one do you think is going to be better? That's well, what I'm saying. I mean, I think that uh, I I think wanna, economics and culture have a, have a big play. Well, I, wa- I want to go just to see the Bollywood rides. I want to see Mr. Toad's India, or whatever it's called. (laughs) I want to go see the one where the gods make you sorry you're human, or whatever it was called. (laughs) I mean, let's face it. You know, we have pretty good rides here, but we have none where destruction is the center. Yeah, God doesn't come down and destroy us. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty uh, ambitious. You got to go to Holy Land if you want to see that. (laughs) 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 Not making that up. It's. I mean, it's fun to hear some of these rides and to make fun of some of the things that they're planning on doing. Oh, the things I want to say. But um, I think it's great that other people now are going out and trying to meet a need. Now, has anybody been to Holy Land? No. No. Mm-hmm. no. Okay. Is it? Is it? <clears throat> is it for real that they like they have like a three o'clock crucifixion yeah, every day? Yeah, three yeah. o'clock. They have the three o'clock crucifixion. They're carrying the cross to the park. <laughs> We're afraid to go in. I'm pretty sure there's going to be lightning and destruction. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to get a little taste of it, you can watch the uh, Bill Maher movie Re- Religious, mm-hmm. and there's a little he interview. She interviews in there. Jesus. <laughs> or you can go to Mall of Millennia. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do right across the street. <laughs> Let's see, Holy Land. I pray to Louis Vuitton. Are you going to breathe yet, Pete? Try. <laughs> All right, Even thank you, John. Rally, that will do it. Talking. <laughs> What's that? Even Even the chatter chatter rally, he'll stop talking. Breath. What's he going to say next? <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the news. Thank you, John. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and we'll start with John. All right, big changes coming to 2014 Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Um, there's the new Dopey Challenge, which is like run every race and get a prize, and something happens, and. <laughs> Um, That's a lot. I think you run how many? It's it? a 10K race through Epcot. And then with the Disney Dopey Challenges, they have you, to compete, complete all four races. So the 5K, the 10K, the half, and the full marathon. Okay, stop it. Like they, I said, it's like, you know, they pass out. And, they, and then you get a free ambulance at the end. <laughs> <laughs> a free ride. Um, 
In addition to this new Dopey Challenge and the new 10K race, the number of registered runners has been reduced, so runners will have more room on the course. Um, basically, the runners are going to have to prove their time, and they'll be sort of corralled by how fast they run in other races, so that not everyone's sort of clumped together, so people don't have to run around John, basically, <laughs> is what it is. I think this sounds good for people who are into it. I am definitely anti-clumping. You are anti-clumping. How, how do you feel about being corralled? <laughs> Not so much. I, it <laughs> depends. It depends on where I'm being corralled. That's right. Is there a deli nearby? <laughs> All right. Thank you, John. Kevin. Disney is... This is a rumor. I have... This is kind of... It's been floating around, but it's fairly certain. Disney's going to be testing FastPass system for Fantasmic beginning April 28th through April... Or April 22nd through April... Oh, that was yesterday. Through the 27th. Fast passes can be obtained at the tip board beginning at noon. Holding a Fantasmic FastPass does not preclude you from getting another FastPass. All sort of a ramp up to the My Disney Experience. Yeah, My that's... FastPass Plus, people are going to now get... Fast passes for all the shows and right. for special seatings at at parades and stuff. So, I think fast would, passes for Fantasmic's not a bad idea at all. I would like a fast pass for the exit. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Right. I get out first. I get out first. I get out first. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Sean. Okay. Uh, this weekend there is an artist showcase with Disney Design Group on the twenty seventh and twenty eighth, so Saturday and Sunday. Um, and it's going to be at Downtown Disney at the Art of Disney Store. Uh, Costa Alavesos, Brian Blackmore, Natalie Kennedy, Randy Noble, Mark Sepola, and Darren Wilson will all be appearing, and you can buy their artwork, and they'll they'll sign up for you right there. Um, there's different hours, and they they go in different groups, so they're not all there at the same time. Um, but Disney Design Group is the the people that do most of the Disney merchandise. So they make the vinylmation, um, they do all the pins, all that kind of stuff. So this is their personal work. You can go and and buy it and have them sign it. So I think it's pretty cool. I like these type of events. What date is that? Um, the 27th and 28th. You'll so this away. weekend we'll be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Oh, too bad. We're gone. Buy me something. You just got a purse. That was this week's gift. That was this week's tribute. <laughs> All right. Thank just you. leave it at the altar. <laughs> thank you, Sean. Mrs. Whirling. I have <clears throat> Car Wars Weekend is returning June 14th to the 16th for its third year at Downtown Disney. And we've gone the last two years. They don't have the details of who all is going to be there, but Disney usually brings in classic cars. Last year they had Chip Foose, who's a you know car designer, who's mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, they had the, the cars from Cars there. It's a fun weekend. It's along the you know the promenade there in downtown Disney. It's it's fun to go see it. So mark it on your calendar, June 14 to 16. Doesn't Kathy look great? Yes. Look at go back to her shot. She photographed. You really do. You really oh. look fantastic. But you know why? Thank She's you. in the best lit spot. That is the, the greatest oh, seat. That's, okay. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> oh, but no, you look great anyway. But that that's is what we the, said about Corey last <laughs> week. I mean, but I'm saying though, she she her coloring, her look really fits very well with this. And, oh, and look very thank nice. You. I feel like we need to applaud for you or something. Yeah. You're okay then. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Mariah Carey. You won't. You won't give a standing ovation. <laughs> All right, thank you, Kathy. Dustin. Better than being the Vanessa Williams. <laughs> That's Sean. Sean's the Vanessa Williams of the Diz. Disgrace, Miss America. <laughs> Sorry, Dustin. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I only say like three sentences on the show, so I'll just uh, 
Oh, oh always I'll the just, victim. Oh, oh, put upon. Hey, Tuck you know what? Here and handle it. You know what? You're, 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 Dustin's going to be hosting the show May seventh. Yeah. So you. That's right. Your, you have your seat, and you can. And I'm going to sit in my office, and I'm going to watch, and I'm going to judge. Okay. Good. Smoke and judge. Smoke and judge. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I do best. <laughs> isn't that just cold living? <laughs> <laughs> it's also known as Thursday. <laughs> okay, Dustin, go ahead. Okay, well, I have a universal rapid fire, and I don't mean that it's universal, universally uh, applicable to everything. It's from Universal Studios. Uh, I think we followed. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> but thanks for clearing it up. And I made up some words in that last, last sentence anyway. So to celebrate American Craft Beer Week, and I didn't even realize that that existed, uh, we have uh, – there's a beer dinner at Jake's American Bar uh, over at the uh, Royal Pacific – Jake's is a pretty cool place. I've yeah, never been is. over there. I like that. Okay, um, but they're, they're having this—they're uh, having this beer uh, dinner. It's May seventeenth uh, this year, on two thousand thirteen, from seven to nine p.m. And it's—it's uh, it's three courses and a dessert, and each course has uh, a different beer pairing to go along with it. It's it's $45, uh, and you get a, a free self-parking, and valet parking is $5. But the first course is your, your appetizer, asparagus, and poached duck egg, but it comes with a, a left-hand stranger pale ale. This, this whole event is uh, sponsored by um, the uh, left-hand... Uh, brewing company. There's a, a second course, smoked salmon. They have different beer for left-handed people. No, it's a com- no. it's a company. It's really good too. Yeah, left hand Colorado, I think. Yeah, it's a Colorado brewing mm-hmm. company called Left Hand uh, Brewing. Uh, the second course is smoked salmon and risotto with uh, the left hand good juju ginger seasonal ale, and the third course is roasted pork chop, and uh, that's the uh, left hand milk stout nitro. Which sounds Ooh. awesome. Um, and then there's a dessert with the left hand twin sisters double IPA, which is kind of cool. I'm pretty great. sure. I'm pretty sure there was something pornographic in that sentence. Well, there was like <laughs> stranger danger and <laughs> juju, juju beer juju. or something. Like and left handed left handed sisters and oh, the twin awesome. sisters. Left handed twin sisters. No, this sounds great. Yeah, forty five dollars isn't that bad. Forty five dollars really cheap. And you get either free self parking or five dollar valet. I mean, that's, that's, that's guys, you guys want to go and cover it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'd be down for that. Are you going to be here May 17th? Yeah. Yeah. Are we? It's actually three days before we leave for Honolulu. Okay. Yeah. I think we should do it. Sounds fun. I'm busy that night. Are you really? Yeah. Hmm? I'm sorry. Sorry, Craig. Fine. All right. You know what? I, I know we'll we're, tweet put, you. We're, 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 we're putting so much on you, Craig. I know. It's, uh, you, know, it's you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to stay for the Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic Tour either. Well, that's okay. actually the first day of Star Wars weekends. So oh. I was going to cover it for As Judge Rubbings. us. Well, let's see what the audience wants. Do you want Craig to cover beer, or do you want Craig to cover Star Wars? Say I think beer. we should dress him up as Princess Abadaba or whatever her name is, and send him to Star Wars Weekend. No, I think we should dress him up as Princess Leia and send him to the beer dinner. In the slave outfit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to change my vote. <laughs> okay, Chatterati, uh, do you want uh, do you want Craig to do Star Wars Weekends, or do you want Craig to do beer? They're all saying beer. No, oh. I would imagine so. Yeah, so actually, they're not. No, they're, they're, every one of them is saying beer. No, actually, they're not. <laughs> no, they're actually all saying Star Wars. Every single one of them is Star Wars. <laughs> she do the beer first and then the Star Wars. Nope. They're saying he should be drunk at Star Wars. Yeah, but doesn't Star Wars go on uh, for eight years, I think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you couldn't go on the 18th? It has to be the 17th. It's also Kylie's birthday. Oh. oh. So Kylie. now we get to Minogue. the truth. It's, it's, it's Kylie, Kylie Minogue's Minogue birthday. birthday. And what is, the, what is the rapid switching? <laughs> Why did we just go to all five cameras at once? Because everybody was going, oh. And I was <laughs> late to the Kylie party. Minogue's birthday? That's very progressive. No, of it's you. my girlfriend. Kylie Minogue is your girlfriend? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, we we like Kylie. Kylie's a, a beautiful girl. We met, had dinner with her uh, this past week. Are you speaking for all of us? Because we don't know. Yes, her. it's a royal way. Um, and and she's she's lovely. And so okay, she'd probably rather have beer though. Yeah, we should. Well, why don't you bring her to that? Yeah, probably will. Oh, uh, it's fine well. there, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Do I try cigarettes now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dustin. Gregory, what do you got? Uh, that whole construction site in France, it's for an ice cream shop that's going to be opening up in mid-June. Um, I can't pronounce the name. So, Le, Le Artisan de Glace? I don't know. Um, well said. Love, Craig. <laughs> It's going to be a delightful little shop that offers 16 different flavors. You wrote this yourself, right? Delightful. Delightful. Of course. It's a delightful little shop. It's going to have um, 16 different flavors, 10 ice cream ones, and six sorbets. And it's all going to be made in-house, so everything's going to be fresh. Okay, cut to me. The best ice cream on Disney property may be the best ice cream ever in the history of ice cream. In France, at that little ice cream thingy out across from the restaurant that chocolate ice cream is ridiculous how good it is i veto this the chocolate soft serve no the chocolate soft serve no it has no rum in it is that the one you're talking about where they have the margarita slushies the slushies there's two booths isn't there yeah there's two booths there's an alcohol one and then there's a crepe and ice cream one. crepe and ice cream one yeah Yeah, that's the one i'm talking about the chocolate ice cream there is obscene how good it is. Walter cannot walk past it. And I've gotten better at walking past it, but it's a challenge. It's like the only place in Epcot where I really have to like steal my resolve to not have ice cream because it's so good. It's hmm. so good. Oh, my God. We have to take you to Italy. I've been to Italy. The country of. We have to yeah, take I've you been, to Rom in Italy. I've, I've, been, I've had gelato in Italy. It's delicious. I'm just saying. It's phenomenal ice cream. It is. Somebody in the Chatterati, back me up here. No, they're saying the best ice cream is Klondike. I've never heard of it. <laughs> they're all saying Star Wars. Klondike's from Pittsburgh. Yeah, you, you should know that. I know what Klondike oh, is. I was okay, <laughs> okay. Okay. There's a stupid joke. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, wow, we're, uh, we're short. 142. Yeah. We're short. We gotta stretch this out a little bit. Kathy, sing for us. <laughs> no, you, See, don't you want look that. so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, well, one of the things we were gonna do this week as our closing segment, maybe we'll stretch it out a little bit and I'll do more than one, um, was to talk about some of the items here in the studio. This was a suggestion from one of our listeners who will be getting a shot at the prize matron because of his Suggestion. I think it was was it uh, was his name Sean. I think. Um, John, I'm sorry. Could I ask you to get up and just hand me the uh, thing, the monorail thing, right behind you? Where's that camera? Should I count against your butt? 
Um, one of the items we have here in the studio, and, and a lot of these things came from Theme Park Connection. I, we have no affiliation with Theme Park Connection. Other than that, I gave them most of my money when we put the <laughs> studio together. A lot of the things you see on the walls and behind me uh, came from Theme Park Connection, a- including this. Um, and we'll go ahead and cut to the close-up of, of what this is. This is a paper monorail wing. Um, the letter that is with this, it says, In 1971, the Magic Kingdom was scheduled to open on October 1st. There was a contract with an outside vendor to make the gold monorail wings for the monorail helmets, which were to be worn by the monorail pilots. The contractor advised Walt Disney World that the gold monorail wings would not be ready in time for the grand opening. Walt Disney World, with only days before the opening, went to the Disney print shop and had paper stick-on wings for temporary use on helmets made. Within days of the October 1st opening, the gold monorail wings did come in and the paper wings were replaced. There were several paper wings left over and never used. These are the leftover paper wings and believed to be the only ones in existence. And they literally are a piece of paper. It's just amazing to me that someone who was working there, like opening day, had the, you know, wouldn't just toss that in the trash, you know? Would yeah, that, that any that. of them survived. I mean, and they had, you know, this was like the only one. I mean, right. they, were, they, were, they were selling a few of these. But um, I'll take a few minutes to talk about Theme Park Connection. Again, I have no affiliation with them at all. Uh, there are two ways you can buy from these folks. You can uh, go to their eBay store, which has a lot of cool stuff. Some of the stuff is buy it now. Some of the stuff is you got to auction for it. Um, can I get you to get up one more time? <sighs> My favorite piece. We haven't hung it in the studio yet. The uh, well, Yeah, that one. I was ruthless on eBay bidding for this. <laughs> And it's real. I mean, this is like from the attraction. And for those listening, that's the, uh, the oh yeah, attraction thanks. We, we have uh, it's from Splash Mountain. It's the sign that you see outside with it says "You may get wet" with Brer Rabbit. Um, weighs about nine hundred pounds, which is why uh, it is not hanging on the wall right now because we still haven't figured out a safe way to do that. Right. Um, but these are the sorts of things, if you're paying attention and you're constantly looking, you can find uh, from Theme Park Connection, uh, their eBay store, uh, a lot of cool stuff. Some of it is stuff I wouldn't be interested in, but I have not been to the warehouse. I know you guys have. It's amazing. Yeah, you I can spend hours there. there. And it is, I mean, really, it's a, so it's a, like an actual warehouse. And it's it feels like too. Really? Mm-hmm. Picture, picture like being in a... Um, a um, What's the word I'm looking for? Tomato warehouse. <laughs> but it's it's an area where there's a lot of uh, businesses. Oh, it's like a industrial a park. Industrial yeah. park. That's what I was looking for. Sorry. Picture being in an industrial park, and they've taken large a large storage area or a large large building, two of them, and opened them up, and they've kind of sort of organized, but not really, a whole bunch of stuff from Disney. If you go on a hot day, just understand that their air conditioning is meager. 
<laughs> so there is places where you can go to a section and find posters, or you can go and find pins, or you can find theme park You can find cast member costumes. Okay. I bought one of the big, heavy wool coats with the capes that the cast members at Haunted Mansion wear in the winter. In my size, and I paid $15 for it. And part of the fun of it is when you go there is you're sort of rummaging through, mm-hmm. and you can find these gems. Kevin got me a poster that I love that's in my office. And again, there's posters from Disney. There's um, not Movie just artifacts. Park, there's artifacts, but not just theme park stuff, cast stuff. John and that, I have a bench that was in the movie Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest in our living room. Huh. They, um, like, I'm just taking a look at, uh, ooh, oh. Like, okay, for example, right now I see a uh, vintage Polynesian village resort, Tiki God, it looks like a mirror. Um, buy it now or best offer, uh, $1,275. Wow. Um, but by contrast, they have like a Kodak 25th anniversary watch from Disney World for $12.50. I also want to point out, too, that if you go there, they're more likely to uh, accept offers. You can kind of give them a lower offer because they're trying to get rid of the merchandise. One of my favorite stories is you want to tell a story of our mirror? They have a restroom, and all of a sudden, John comes out and says to the lady, is the, ba- the mirror in the bathroom for sale? And I thought, he's shopping in the restroom. <laughs> John bought the mirror off the bathroom wall at Theme Park Connection. <laughs> it's a big oval black mirror, and it has ears, hands, and feet. So it's like Mickey's ears, oh, his that's hands cute. coming around the mirror, and his feet sticking out from under. And now when we go in there, the lady yells, you're the little man who bought the bathroom mirror. <laughs> They have some cool stuff. Well, I bought Julie. Um, Julie's favorite movie is The Fox and the Hound. I thought, bought Julie, an original Fox and the Hound release, original release movie poster for $5. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can really find some great stuff. The nice thing is you're not bidding against someone either. If you See, I kind of like that. You like paying more than you have to? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if it means I'm beating someone else, yeah. Oh, um, man. I, uh, what, what I like about this is that, you know, we talk a lot about, and again, I just want to reiterate because I know it sounds like I'm, I'm pitching for them, and I am, but not for any personal gain. I have at, never met these people, never talked to these people. I buy stuff from Money Bay and put it at my studio. That's it. Um, what I like about this is that, you know, we, we, we've mentioned numerous times about the state of merchandise at Walt Disney World and how things get homogenized. And you kind of Go into one store and you're always seeing the same stuff. Finding something, as a Disney fan, finding something unique to buy, to connect you to that. You know, every time I walk in the studio, I'm completely connected to my Disney fandom. I mean, it, all these great little pieces behind Sean, if we switch to that that uh, shot, that's an, uh, you can kind of see the outside of it. But that's a Haunted Mansion uh, gate sign. It's from the parks. Um and you know stuff like that, it's stuff you can't go into the parks and buy. But it's that piece, it's that piece of Disney that you can connect with. And um, there's also that level of there are people who are Disney fans who are get sort of very very specific about what they're fans about. Like Haunted Mansion fans, they're really really Haunted Mansion fans. So going there or going on their website, you can find the things that just interest you. Right? Kevin's into the, this logo. That Square D logo that was on the monorail wings. Right. So we go there and we look for that. I bought, the last time I was there, I bought the second ever Festival of the Masters poster. However, it wasn't even called that then. It was called Art in the Park. 
So I have the, it was started in 1975, and I have the 1976 version. I paid 25 bucks for it. People in the Chatterati are asking where this is, and Nancy Dobrovowski was nice enough to post the address of where it is. It's in it's, Winter Park. It's or Winter Garden. Garden. It's one of those things that, however, you're going to have to GPS it because it is, I mean, it's not on a major thoroughfare. You really no. have to look for it, and the signing is very, very small. You have to know exactly where you're going or you're going to be lost. I mean, and like I said, just going through there, I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't been on their eBay page for a while. Um, just going through it, I mean, there's just some, I mean, really, really cool stuff here. One of my favorite things in the store is they have these huge bins of just the old metal buttons that you get like even the ones now for like first visit and stuff but i think you can get like 20 of them for 10 bucks and so i found all like the original um mickey's very merry christmas party buttons so from like 91 through like 98 i got one pin for every year and they have like these unique illustrations for each year there are whole drawers of stuff if you wanted a cast member name tag with your name on it there's just whole drawers yeah i mean that's some of the it's some of what they're selling on their ebay page right now they're also selling a comforter from all-star Music and sports for fifty bucks. Um, Just to explain to people why they have some of this stuff is they have a contract with Disney that they can go when rehabs are done or when things are being changed, and they can go and they can basically pick through the garbage anything that Disney doesn't want to keep or Imagineering doesn't want to keep or they can't repurpose. This company is allowed to go then and say, okay, we want to take these things and resell them. One of the few companies that's allowed to do that. They also will do consignment. So if you have something that you bought and you thought, I'm going to love this forever, and forever has come and gone, contact Theme Park Connection. They might be willing to sell it for you. Pete, what is the exact eBay username? Theme Park Connection. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it's a, they, they have a store on eBay. Yeah, it's called Theme Park Connection, all one word. Um, and uh, they that's where their store is. And they just, I mean, literally, I, I, this, it's such, I mean, they have costumes from the parks. They have uh, there's a uh, the plaque that sat on the outside of one of the suites at the Grand Floridian the, the Wakiva suite uh, is on here. I mean, so not everything on here. As a matter of fact, most things on here are really very inexpensive. Um, you, you can certainly find items like I was pointing out that twelve thirteen hundred dollars, but you can also find things that are ten. A lot of the things that are lower price are up for auction, so you have to bid on them and kind of go through that process, but. Our friend Matt from Australia has a winter coat, and the winter coat came from Theme Park Connection, and it's the coat that the ca- or the character wranglers wear as they walk through the park when it's cold out, and that's his winter coat that he uses. They have a great movie ride costume. We should make Sean wear that. <laughs> what is it? Just the main one, or is it like the gangster or the cowboy? No, no, it's like the you know the orange one, the Grandma Chinese Theater one. Oh, with the little um, yeah, the hat, things. yeah, the little yeah. hat. Is it yeah. the witch? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. But, I mean, really some cool stuff. Some really, really cool stuff. Theme Park Connection on eBay and also their store. We'll put a link to everything on the show notes page for anybody who's interested. But if you're looking for some, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of the stuff that we have here in the studio came from Theme Park Connection. Um, and uh, so I bought their stuff. And I'm going to tell you something. As an eBay seller, they're unbelievable. Communication is fantastic. They ship within seconds of you paying for the, the auction. I, I mean, lightning fast shipping. Um, and, you know, you can really get some unique stuff. stuff if that you're you- a pin collector, when you walk in the store, there's a whole wall in front of you, a whole um, corkboard. corkboard with pins on it. 
uh, going back to the monorail uh, helmet thing, Kevin has some interesting trivia about that. When we were pin trading, one of the things that was highly collected was anything to do with the monorail. We learned some stuff. John and I have a set of the monorail wings that you wear now, that are being worn now. There's also a gold monorail wing called that says coordinator on it. They are much harder to find. There was also a memorial or a, um, anniversary monorail wings that came out, and I believe there were 10 or 15 of them. They're impossible to find. What happened was uh, they used to wear metal Helmets. Do you remember the jumpsuits with the stainless steel metal helmets that the monorail workers used to wear? Well, what happened was they had monorail wings that bolted into those. And sort of a hazing thing to do is be walk up to the new guy and smack him on the forehead because those bolts stuck oh, right geez. into the back and they would smack him. Oh. So wow. they could tell That's who the nice. monorail workers were. They would have two bloody marks on their forehead. Nice. Wow. That's... Oh, it's a lovely story. <laughs> it's true too. What a what a wonderful, wonderful way to. We didn't the show. do it. Disney cast members did it. They're the weirdos. <laughs> we're just telling you a story. Well, anyway, theme park connection on eBay and in Winter Garden. We'll have links to them in the show notes page. Disunplugged.com. That is going to do it for this episode. Uh, for those watching live, uh, stay tuned. We have our email voicemail show, and following that. Part two of our Diz Team Goes West coverage, uh, California Adventure, is what we're doing this week. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and stay out of the damn lakes.